Welcome to the Equestrian Mum 101 podcast. I am your host, previously known as Olivia Towers, now Olivia Kelly. Professional dressage rider, coach, military wife, and I recently found out I am pregnant for the first time. Join me as I figure out how pregnancy and motherhood can gel with my love for horses. I'll share my honest experiences as I navigate this new way of life. to our little podcast. This is episode four. Um, I am now 12 weeks and a bit. So uh, yeah, a couple of weeks since the last episode, but I feel like so much happens um, on this journey. And also I feel like I could, if I did one every day, there'd be like a different emotional roller coaster going on. Um, I mean, pregnancy is definitely adding to that, but I think that's me in a nutshell. So let's just jump straight in and chat firstly about what's been going on and then I'm sure that I'll end up on some big spiel about some topic. Um, Firstly, we found out the gender of the baby, which is so exciting. Um, We used sneak peek DNA tests and I can't remember if I explained, I think I did in the last podcast about how it works. But anyway, we got the results back and I know people do some like big gender reveal Um, but to be honest, I'm just so impatient and wanted to find out. So it came through in a little email. It actually came through like 2am in the morning, but luckily, uh, I wake up every hour to need to go to the toilet. So, um, I saw it and because Frank is in Belize, uh, he was awake as well. So yeah, we found out and I'll just tell you now, drum roll, boom, 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 boom. Uh, We are having a baby boy, which is so exciting. I was really shocked about this because I was adamant we were having a girl. And I know that there's people get a bit weird when people share about this. But I was my first thing was I was a little bit disappointed. It was a boy. I think because I had got so fixated on that it was a girl. I was really shocked. But um, yeah, my initial reaction was like, oh. And then it like literally lasted for like 10 seconds and I was like, actually, that's so exciting. I'm going to be a boy mum. I am laughing with everyone at the moment about it and saying I'm quite happy because apparently, well, I know this because I am a girl. Uh, boys are a lot less emotionally, you know, we, you know, if you're a female listening to this, we can be emotional. Um, so apparently boys are, yeah, not an emotional roller coaster. And my mum would back me up in saying that, uh, which I find quite upsetting sometimes because I do say to her, remember, I am your daughter. Uh, But anyway, yes, so we're having a boy, which is so exciting. We do already have a name. Um, I know that sounds really quick, but we actually had a name before we were even married. I think like six months into our relationship, we spoke about names. And Frank uh, had a specific boy name that he loved. It's from his favourite book. So that is his name. Um, I'm not going to share it yet, but, uh, yeah, we have a name as well. Um, so that happened, which was really, really cool. And then I got my letter through the post from the NHS, which again, I was being so impatient about. I text my midwife being like, why is it not here? 
I didn't understand if like you had to book it and like you had different options on timings, but you don't. They literally just send you a date and a time and they're like, be here. Um, so that is on Monday, the 25th of September. Um, and uh, yeah, building into it, I thought I was quite chilled, but I started to get myself a bit worried. One, because it's in a massive hospital and my best friend bless her unknowingly said about it the maternity ward is like at the back of the hospital and it's like really deep into it so I was just like oh don't really want to get trapped in a hospital and then if you don't know what I'm talking about by the way without listening to the podcast before and then two I was like oh what if it's bad news and oh da, 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 and I was starting to stress myself out so um I impulsively on Wednesday night looked up private scans because I know you could do it and I wanted to see how much it was, if it was ridiculous or actually not too bad. Um, and how quickly you could get them. And I saw that there was one the next day on the Thursday. So, uh, and it wasn't actually too expensive. It was £70. So I was like, right, I'm just to put my mind at rest. I know that it's not that long to wait, but I'm just going to book it. Um, I also thought I could book that scan and just have that scan and not go to the NHS one. But I actually found out you have to go to the NHS one because they do blood tests. Well, you don't have to have the blood test, but they give you the option to have a blood test um, to see if there's anything going on with the baby. Um, so, yes, I, I was a bit funny. I was at the scan and they were like, no, you have to go to that one. I was like, oh, it's literally in five days. And they looked at me like, you're very impatient. But anyway... Let's talk about the scan. I feel like I'm speaking at a million miles an hour and I'm so sorry. But uh, just, you know, real life pouring my heart out. Uh, so the first scan. Oh, firstly, you have to drink so much water beforehand that, um, yeah, the drive over was anytime I hit a bump, I was either going to wet myself or throw up. Like at the moment, I can make myself car sick, which I think is hilarious. Um, also, side note, funny story. Um, I was emptying the dishwasher uh, the other day because mum was like, can you do it? And I was like, yeah, okay. And we just had dinner. And then uh, I was putting some mugs away and I smashed one and it was her favourite. Um, and uh, anyway, smashed this mug and then proceeded to throw up on the floor. And she literally just looked at me like, get out of the kitchen. Like you have made, you're trying to be helpful and you made the situation so much worse. Um, so it was chaos. It was chaos. But I'm really glad that I have my mum there. Uh, especially as Frank is away to help me through this this funny little first trimester season. Um, anyway, back to the scan. Uh, yeah, so we went in um, because it was a private one. I, th I was the only one there. It's a very small place, but it was really nice. Went in and I thought I was going to be really, really nervous about bad news, but actually I felt okay. Um, and then lay down and they got the little scanner out because we've scanned folds before I think I just understood how scans work and uh yeah it was literally like within one second I saw the sack and then I saw the baby and I was like oh there he is he's actually in there because if you've been pregnant you might understand what I mean by this but maybe it's because it's my first one but I really don't feel pregnant obviously I feel very ill very tired like I've got the symptoms but you don't you can't feel any movement and it's just really easy to be like, are you actually in there? But he was definitely in there. Um, and then she just went through showing, um, like looking at him. She first looked at like the length of him and said we were at 12 weeks, two days. Now, I don't know if, like he looks really long, but I don't know if because Frank's six foot five, that plays into effect like even now, 
that he's maybe a little bit longer. Um, but I mean, it was only it was only two days different, so I mean, it's not massive. Um, and then she checks like all over. There was a little heartbeat, which was really exciting, and she took a video of that, which was lovely. Um, then she shows like the head and the brain and she's saying they look like little butterflies at this point, which was cute. And then we saw arms, two arms. Um, there's one photo where you can see his little thumb out and then two legs, um, checking that. Um, she said that my ovary was quite low. Did she say low? Yeah. So she's like, do you have endometriosis? And I was like, no. Nope um I don't and she said oh that can just be a sign of it so that was fine but yeah everything was super healthy what was really cute as well and I didn't realize because I can't feel it he was so wriggly like really wriggly when we first put the scan on him and then at one point he was like punching with his hands and I told Frank and he was really proud of him and I was like I found that really funny um so yes he was very good and it was lovely and um because Frank is in Belize um, my mum came with me to the scan, which was lovely to have her there, but it was also, it's quite hard not having Frank there. I also did this thing, and I'm just going to be totally honest, where I felt like I had to really justify why I didn't have my husband there, um, which is so strange, isn't it? It's like that social thing where I was just like, oh, he's he's in the army, which I don't know why I felt the need to do that. Like, it, it doesn't matter, does it? But I did. Um... But yes, yes, my mum was there. She was very emotional, um, becoming a grandma for the first time, her first grandchild. Uh, and then on the way home, I went and had a celebratory McDonald's, which is my absolute craving at the moment. But I basically say to myself, I can have one every three weeks. And the three weeks was up. So I was like, to McDonald's, which was so exciting. And Sass Queen can be a little bit uh, funny about fast food, but she actually was really hungry. So she had a bite of my burger which I found hilarious. Um, so that was our first scan, which went really well. And like I said, I'm waiting for the next one on Monday, but I feel a lot calmer going to that one. One, because I know what's happening. Two, I know that he's okay. Um, and there's a heartbeat and everything is going smoothly so far. And after I have had the blood test and we've got the results back from that. So the blood tests are for Down syndrome and... I cannot remember the name of the other two, but uh, one would mean that the baby wouldn't make it um, to birth, and then the other would mean that they wouldn't live very long outside of birth. Um, so me and Frank are personally like absolutely not bothered about Down syndrome. Um, we would love that child as much as we would if they didn't have it. Um, but the other one is obviously a little bit more serious and um, takes a little bit more consideration. But yeah, anyway, I'm not going to worry about that unless it happens. So that is the updates of what has been happening. Um, symptoms wise, I definitely have got more energy back, which is great. And I think I didn't realise how tired I was. And I wish I hadn't been so hard on myself with it of being like, why are you being lazy? Uh, because I wasn't. I've now looked into it and some women are literally cannot, like they're so tired. Um, but I think everyone varies, isn't it? And I just was worried I was being dramatic. Um, but sickness wise, that's been a real roller coaster. Um, so it's not just in the morning now, it can be all over the place. Um, especially if like I have my jobbers on and I bend down to put my shoes on and it like pokes it and that makes me really sick. 
um, different smells. Like we went out for dinner um, last Saturday, like a week ago, and I ordered fish and chips because I was like, right, fried fish and chips is safe. Um, oh, but the fish, I mean, who does this, right? Who does this at a restaurant? It was like a nice restaurant as well. Uh, the fish had the skin on and it had been fried. So the, the skin, oh, it's making me feel queasy. The skin hadn't um, crisped up. So it was like soggy. And then all I could smell was fish. And um, like I mentioned in the last podcast, I'm really working at exposing myself to like cracking on and going out and eating out can be tricky for me so I was like this is literally the worst thing ever like I'm sat in this restaurant with this wet fish um not feeling great but anyway we made it through I didn't eat the fish I ate the chips um and then was very hungry went home and got more food but uh yeah so it's different smells and things the other thing there's there's a few foods that um I was eating when I first became pregnant or like even experiences that I was doing when I first became pregnant that literally made me feel so ill. So chickpeas is one of them. And I'm going to just say that word once and leave it there. Like, oh, horrible. Um, and also this cabin we went to in Wales when I was just first pregnant. If I think about that cabin, it makes me feel so ill, which is very strange. But um, I'm not sure if that's normal for other people. Emotion-wise... Um, it's been better, yeah, because I have more energy, I do feel better. Um, it's still an absolute task to make myself go out places, but I absolutely love it when I do. So, um, yeah, I think I really miss just, like, going into town and going shopping, like, grabbing a coffee, because I used to love doing that. Um, so I'm going to just work towards it. I think when the sickness relaxes, I'll feel better, because if you have like a fear of being sick and then you have morning sickness of course you're not going to want to go out into public as much so I'm just trying to give myself a lot of grace for that I've really been thinking about it as well this week with the panic and the stuff around it that if I really work on the shame around it and the shame I carry I think it will make it so much easier to overcome it um so that's what I'm trying to look into now because I've done a lot of exposure therapy and I just never feel like it gets any better. So I'm going to try and work now on the like shame attached to it. Um, which is obviously not a quick fix. But uh, yeah, I feel I do feel a little bit less shameful for it. Maybe because I'm talking about it more. Um, which I was told not to once. But I really think that made me feel more shame about it. Um, so yes, anyway, we won't go off into that spiel again. So another hot topic that I'm discovering in pregnancy is the different um, different opinions of people on when to tell everyone you're pregnant and when you start like, yeah, opening up about it. So I just wanted to share what I did and my view on it. So I shared with the people very close to me straight away. Um, and then I think I just like, when I when I was seeing people, um, like certain people from church I'm really close to, I would tell them um, just authentically and naturally without thinking like, oh my gosh, how far along am I? And the reason I did this is because one, I would share with those people if something happened anyway. And I thought like, it's such a precious moment. And it's like, I don't know why, just because you're not far along, that makes it like, you have to hide it as a secret. 
Um, and like I said, I would I would share with them if something went wrong anyway. So it, so it felt silly not to share with them about it happening. Um, so I think, yeah, I told the people closest to me, um, I'd probably told around, well, I found out when I was three weeks, four weeks, four weeks. Um, so like five, six weeks into it. And then um, the next stage of it for me was telling people I was working with um, because obviously you feel rubbish. And I was just like, I'm just no point in trying to hide it. And what I've actually done now, when I was, yeah, te- around 10 weeks, I started telling clients that I was coaching because I felt so sick. And I did this especially for camps that I was having because I felt so sick. I didn't want that pressure of being like, what are they thinking of me if I like run off and I'm sick and I wasn't ever but it just took the pressure off me and also I think it helped them understand if I needed to go and get like a biscuit or I just looked a bit awkward for doing certain things and everyone's been super lovely about it um and uh I've got a camp coming up in two weeks and I again I've told them over email so that they're prepared and then I've just booked in a camp for November which is when I will be 15 weeks And I did actually, I didn't write this on the full advert, but I did write when they messaged me saying I have a space. I mentioned that I was pregnant and that I now at that stage didn't want to work with, um, because I do a lot of groundwork um, with horses and I'm used to having quite leery horses coming in sometimes. I mean, it varies, not all of them are, but uh, you know, if they're young or they're really nervous, they can be quite unpredictable. And I said to... um, I said to the clients or the possible clients, like, uh, I can't take any unpredictable horses or any horses that are too much um, in at the moment just for my safety and the baby's safety. And I'm really happy I did that because actually I feel much more at ease now with the November clinic that um, all the horses I've booked on are um, on the more chilled outside, which is nice. And I think I'm going to do that from now on um, until I've had the baby and like, after the baby for a bit because it's just not worth it um and I do have to be sensible with it uh and again it's trying to find the middle ground isn't it of like I don't want to not do anything um but I also don't want to push it too hard where something could happen because horses are even the good ones can be unpredictable sometimes so I have to be sensible so yeah that's why I started telling clients and then um I'm going to tell church family, which is really important after we've had the blood tests, uh, like the wider church family. And then um, social media and like that side, I think I think I'm going to wait maybe a little bit longer than after the blood results, maybe like 16 weeks. But you never know if you're like Olivia, you literally told us straight away. Don't hold me to that. But um, I'll talk to Frank and see. Uh, but I'm really excited. And then I can launch the podcast when that's out, which I'm like, Ooh, can't wait. Um, so, yeah, maybe just wait a little bit longer for that. Um, but that's my views on when to tell people. The other big topic that I think I've been thinking about um, and chatting to people about is when do you stop riding? Um, and again, I know it really varies with each person. And I think it varies like with the pregnancy and how they feel. 
Um, I haven't got a set time of where I'll be like, I'll ride to this. Obviously, it's my first pregnancy. I have no idea what to expect. Um, but I do want to be sensible. But uh, also, I don't want to. I don't want to stop riding too early. So I'm just, I'm rolling with it. Like I'm still riding now because I feel completely fine. And I haven't got a bump showing. Well, maybe a little one, but I haven't got much of a bump showing at the moment. Um, and I am only riding the older horses, not the young ones. So for example, we're backing the three-year-olds at the moment and I'm, for obvious reasons, not going to get on them um, because that would be silly. But Rosie, who rides FJ, will do that. She's more than happy um, to help me out. So that's good. And I'm glad I kind of got the majority of their backing done before. I, was, I say the majority, not the majority, but the, the Larry bit where they were really confused and unsure about things. I got that out of the way um, before I was pregnant. Uh, so I wouldn't be worried about that. Um, so, yeah, I think what I'm going to do is I, when I discuss it with the guests, just chat to them about it. But I do think it's that really individual thing. I'm not sure how much um, shame goes around people like being like, oh, you shouldn't be riding. But I'm sure I'll find out because the lovely social media does bring uh, every aspect of things to you. Mm -hmm.